I'm Andrea. And I'm Priya. You're listening to Poison Island, where we take a deep dive into the opioid epidemic on Long Island. On this episode, we're learning about Jonathan Jalbert Dick, who died from opioid addiction over three years ago. Is that me? One to go? We met with Jonathan's mother, Cece Jalbert, at Panera Bread in Bohemia, where she told us about the person her son was. He was really an amazing, sweet, loving person. Jonathan had a job, played basketball, loved animals, and made music. John was like the DJ of our friend group. That's Dylan Marcus, who had been Jonathan's friend since elementary school. He was always introducing music of like all genres pretty much to all of our friends. He would get us he would like turn us on to new artists and stuff. He was always um just downloading and listening to music like for hours. And I think the day before the day he died, he was texting me about some famous rapper that was following him on his blog now wow. and things like that. And I'm getting my foot in the door. Cece thinks that her son's addiction started with oxycodone, an opioid that is sometimes prescribed to treat pain. I think that my son, well, my I know that my son used to take them and started selling them at school. Mm-hmm. And then I think he started taking them. And I, honestly, I think that's how it started. She says that Jonathan also dealt with anxiety as well as pain from two car accidents. He started self-medicating with both Oxy and Xanax. He did all this research. I couldn't tell him anything, you know. What his friends told me after he passed away, that if he couldn't find, like, those things, that's when he would turn to get heroin. Unfortunately, his drug use did eventually result in him dying. So when he died, he died in his sleep. And uh, so it took a while to get the autopsy results and everything. And then it turned out that he had the fentanyl in his system and his lungs were very congested because he used to get asthma and things. And so fentanyl apparently suppresses your breathing. So because you fell asleep and because his lungs were so congested and the fentanyl suppressed his breathing, he just stopped breathing in his sleep. Cece's story is sadly more common than we'd probably like to think. Nearly one in three Americans know someone who is or has been addicted to opioids or prescription painkillers, according to a survey by the American Psychological Association. We hear a lot about, you know, how addiction um, affects, you know, the people who are addicted, but, you know, what do you want people to understand about people like you, the loved ones of people who are dealing with addiction? Right. I mean, it's amazing how, how much the ripple effect is and how many people are affected. December 2nd will be three and three and a half years, exactly. But for three years, I was like a zombie. I didn't really, you see, I still don't wear makeup. Yeah. Like, I always took it, I mean, I gained like 180 to 100 pounds. I used to spend money ridiculously. I think it's given me a sense of um, acceptance people and non-judgment. I don't judge anybody anymore because it's everybody. Everybody is affected by things. Cece wants people to be less judgmental towards those who are addicted or are in other less fortunate situations. I see it as everything's all connected. I see it as like homelessness or poverty or addiction or you know all these things that if people were just more accepting and more patient and more loving, 
I think it would make it easier for people. That's honestly what, instead of, you know, walking by and making some nasty comment, like, get a job, you bum, or whatever, like, shut up. You know what I mean? Like, have compassion. Live a compassionate life. Cece and Dylan still keep in touch. She's just easy to talk to, but also, like, when you lose someone so close to you, you know, everyone around you doesn't really know what to say or how to but there's there's comfort in uh being with other people that share that same loss she likes talking about her son but of course she still struggles with grief she takes comfort in the hope that he died peacefully you know of course you feel guilt you know you feel what could i have done what should i have done what did i do wrong what you know and all that but but then eventually you start to realize that he, he lived a life and uh, he died, the way he died is like the best way. He was playing video games with his friends, you know, with the headset and just fell asleep. Cece still reflects on her son's life, including things like his passion for music. He's very into music and he started a blog. It was still a meaningful life. Exactly. He touched a lot of lives, he touched a lot of people. I'm not one for like signs and things like that, but I am open to it. One time I went to a psychic and um, we're sitting there, it was like a group thing, and I had my phone out, my pen and paper and everything. Also, as clear as day, as clear as if he was sitting right next to me, I heard his voice say, Mom, I'm not talking to this clown. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.